0: Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. With me today, Kimberly Majeski. Hi, Jim. Kimberly, as always, glad to see you here today. And you know, as you're just looking at me across the studio, you're smiling. That's your nature. <laughs> and I know that you're a person who loves music. I know that you have a long history with music yeah. as does your husband. And you know, I'm thinking, surely you've got a song. Is there a song that stands out in your memory that wherever you are in life, it, it just kind of jumps off a page or you remember it and it brings something to mind that has made your life better? Do you have a song like
1: that? probably uh, think back to my mom singing uh, in church growing up, and the one she always loved to sing was He Touched Me.
0: He Touched Me. He Touched Me. You're talking about the Bill Gaither standard. I am. Yeah. (laughs) And the song talks about how Jesus actually can touch us, Uh and uh, your mom has passed away now, but the song lives on. That's right. It's a piece of your memory of her, but also truth. You know, as you're reflecting on that, uh, Kimberly, I I just have to think about the power of music to speak into life. Oh, sure. You know, it transcends intellect even sometimes. It reaches every fiber of our being. There's an intellectual understanding of the words, but it also weaves in our emotions and we feel it differently Mm -hmm. than maybe Mm -hmm. just reading a book or hearing someone talk us through a crisis. When you have a song, it can help you maneuver through life and hold you steady. I might call that soul music. Now, but wait a minute. When I say the word soul music, that's a kind of genre of pop, isn't it? I mean, Mm -hmm. I grew up with what I call soul music. In my day, that was Motown music. Okay. Let me tell you, I had every Diana Ross and the Supremes (laughs) album, Aretha Franklin, Gladys Knight. I was there. Yeah. And I loved it. But soul music is not just that genre. I think music that moves the soul can properly be described as soul music. And today on Viewpoint. We're in a series about soul music, soul music that is not just limited to a particular culture or civilization, but actually has spanned all time. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about the Psalms, that book in the Bible, which actually is a collection of songs. Now, you're a Hebrew scholar. Yes. Uh, Kimberly, you know that this songbook was originally written in Hebrew. Mm Uh, we don't have the melodies. Right. We're not sure how these lyrics were set to tune, but mm-hmm. we know the lyrics, mm-hmm. they have survived. And today we're going to talk about a song, some soul music that really is a spectacle. That's right. Psalm 119. As a Hebrew scholar, what do you remember first about Psalm 119? What makes it extraordinary?
1: First, it's the longest uh, piece of literature in the Hebrew Bible, the longest Psalm we have. And second, it is written as an acrostic. So... Every stanza begins with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it's in order.
0: So it's a repeating pattern. Mm -hmm. And so the merit of the ideas is in itself extraordinary. But to craft it in a poetic way as an acrostic, it's it's the stuff of genius. Yes. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to talk about one of those stanzas, one of those lines out of this great psalm, which is a kind of soul music for all people in all places for you and I today. Stay with us. think about soul music and some of the standards in the soul music genre that have stood the test of time, and given my age, <laughs> I, you know, I think about something like Stop in the Name of Love.
1: Oh, that's a good I mean, one.
0: that's Motown. It's kind of yeah. upbeat. But I mean, you know, I can still see myself as a child hearing that. And yeah. my cousin Janet used to sing it on her front porch, pretend <laughs> she was Diana Ross. I mean, you know, it just, it's there. But when we talk about soul music in the concept of the Psalms. It's something so much more vast. Yeah. I think probably the most famous song of all time, really, if I could do a a doctoral study on what is the piece of musical literature that's had the greatest impact on the whole world over time, Mm. I would conclude it'd be the 23rd Psalm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, in the whole world... Uh, people have a sense of the Lord is my shepherd, Mm -hmm. but it's actually a song. It's Mm -hmm. soul music. Mm -hmm. Psalm 119 may not be so well known, but it's no less meaty. It's got a lot of content. And uh, Kimberly, today, why don't you give us a, a sample of this great piece of music and read for us some lines out of Psalm 119, beginning with, let's say, verse 55.
1: Okay. "'I reflect at night on who you are, O Lord. Therefore I obey your instructions.' This is how I spend my life, obeying your commandments. Lord, you are mine. I promise to obey your words. With all my heart, I want your blessings. Be merciful as you promised. I pondered the direction of my life, and I turned to follow your laws.
0: That last verse, number 59. I pondered the direction of my own life, and as I stopped and thought about it, mm. I turned to embrace your way, your teaching, your instructions. I mean, there's the key, really, to the whole song. It's a decision. It's a turning point. It's a pivot in life where he stops to think and makes a decision, and that changes everything. As we uh, walk through some ideas that spring out of this soul music, I want to pay tribute to a great preacher who is long gone. His name was Clovis Chappell. you ever heard of him? I
1: have.
0: Uh, He's actually from your neck of the woods, from Tennessee. (laughs) And he was a great Methodist pastor and preacher. He wrote almost 35 books, I think. He had a terrific way of translating truth into everyday life, Mm -hmm. eloquently. Mm -hmm. I've Mm -hmm. been impressed to learn that as he preached, he did not use notes. But when you have a transcription of what he said, it's hard to believe he was not using notes because Mm -hmm. it it so elegantly and Mm -hmm. seamlessly Mm -hmm. flows together. And he wrote a book once back in the 1930s that has fallen into my possession that has, well, it's inspired me every time I look at it. It's called Sermon from the Psalms. And what he does is he takes a whole series of psalms and draws lessons from them. And I just want to bear witness to that because his writing and his teaching has inspired us today as we wrestle with this psalm. So the ideas and and the insight, I want to give credit to where credit's due. And it's not just a Clovis Chapel. It's the Holy Spirit that spoke into his life that still speaks to us and can help us understand the words of this psalm in a way that changes us even here now today. What would you say, Kimberly, have been some of the most important decisions you've ever made in your life? What changed the direction of your life?
1: So I decided to accept a call to ministry. I decided to move from the place of my growing up to a new city to pursue education for that uh, calling. I decided to marry my husband. I decided to adopt my son. Those are big decisions. I mean, those
0: are all life-altering <laughs> choices, aren't they? Yes. And the context of each of those decisions might be somewhat different, but at certain points in life, you made those decisions. And Mm -hmm. all of us have some history of doing that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we make smart decisions and sometimes we make foolish ones. You're not
1: going to ask me about the foolish ones.
0: (laughs) No, No, because all I can imagine is that you've made smart ones. But (laughs) Some others of us in the room may have made some (laughs) foolish decisions, but life is a series of decisions. Right. But in life, for all the magnitude of the ones you've just described, I I moved, I, I, I chose a vocation, I got married, I became a mom. I mean, those are big-time decisions. Mm-hmm. They're still not quite as large as actually making a decision about the trajectory of your life defined by an outside set of values, mm-hmm. where you embrace some ideas that are going to inform your decisions, mm-hmm. that will inform who you marry. Right. that inform whether or not you are this vocation or that and so mm-hmm. on. That kind of a decision is one that people sometimes miss. Mm-hmm. They just respond to life. You go through life and you make decisions along the way. But the big picture decision about what will be the frame of reference for my whole life, well, sometimes we just pass that by and we don't make that call. And in that way, we become reactive. We simply react to the things set before us instead of having some objective lens through which to evaluate what's set before us. Mm-hmm. And our soul music today talks about that big moment yeah. where the guy who wrote the 119th psalm, and we're not exactly sure who it was, but that person came to a point in their life where they made this big decision. Mm-hmm. I stopped and thought. Mm-hmm. And that rises in uh, our conversation today, just this whole idea of thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, why do we find so much trouble along the way of life and what are the things that cause us the most grief? How often do I stub my toe or get bruised or fall down? What are those circumstances? And often they're the consequence of thoughtlessness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, how many people suffer loss because of an accident? Right. I was texting in my car, driving and I should not have been. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean for anyone to be hurt, mm-hmm. but someone was. Mm-hmm was thoughtless and yet there's a price to be paid. How about uh, I just refuse to think about an opportunity. Hmm. Uh, I was presented with some opportunity in life and I just walked by it because I didn't have the time or the energy to process it. So I just, I just thoughtlessly said, no, I'm not doing that or I'll walk by. Uh, so many things are lost because we just don't take time to think.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. I think uh, what we see here, the psalmist is trying to communicate is there is, uh, and you can see in the Hebrew and in the translation here, uh, this pause, right? So we're going along, but I stop. I think about what I have done, and then I turn my life, I turn my way, literally here, it's I turn and walk on a different path. So I am adjusting my physical self and the direction of my feet according to what I've just thought about. So, so, the, so there's a stop, there's a pause to take account of what's happening, what the opportunities are, or the, what the decisions you've made in the past. I don't know, Jim, I don't know. Maybe we live too fast and furious to really stop and take account sometimes for where we've been and our responsibility to what we've gotten ourselves
0: into. Well, and we all sometimes are just in survival mode. Yeah, It feels like I don't have time or the energy to think. I just have to survive. And, Tyranny of the urgent. And, and <laughs> that's fair. And we all have many things to do and many options and choices to make, but they're not always framed by that big choice. And so just exactly as you've uh, identified, the psalmist here is describing a life that has many twists and turns. And in the passage we've read... He's reflecting, he's remembering. I came to a point in my life where I just had to stop. Hmm. I just had to stop and look at my life, to step out of it and ponder, reflect, analyze, who am I Hmm. and why am I here and what am I doing? And to kind of understand, these are the things that gave me joy. These are the things that caused me grief. These are the things that gave me life. These are the things that took life away from me. And we all need to come to a point of decision like that. That's often what happens when you go to a house of worship on a Sunday, let's say. Mm-hmm. You, you stop. The mm-hmm. value of it is so often is you just stop the ordinary routine of life, mm-hmm. the hustle and bustle, the ordinary cycles, the routines, and in one day out of seven, you stop mm-hmm. and you think. And then you can reflect about where I've been mm-hmm. and where do I want to go. And that can be a healthy discipline week by week. But in life, all of us need to stop for the big idea. Why am I here? What am I doing here? And by what compass will I walk forward going forward? Now, this guy apparently had that moment. <laughs> why? How do you have that moment? I mean, we can only guess what brought him to a point of just stopping. We don't really know. But, uh, you know, Clovis Chapel, who I already referenced, he, he suggested that he may have just come to a place where he was exhausted by life and, and he just had to stop and think, you know, why am I living here? <laughs> I'm unsatisfied. I'm not content. Uh, things aren't working out. Often we have moments like that, and those are good moments just to stop and think, how am I driving the car, where am I going, what's the road map, do I even have a map, and who made the map?
1: Right, that question to ask, you know, why am I unhappy, why am I um, ungrounded, why am I feeling this way, uh,
0: that's an important check-in with yourself. He may have had to stop and, and think, well, um, I've had a tragedy, mm-hmm. you know, some calamity has befallen me. I lost my job. Mm -hmm. I've had a dreadful diagnosis from the doctor. A loved one has uh, passed away or been severely injured, or Mm -hmm. uh, my marriage is unraveling. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. a hundred things that can go wrong in life. But when you have that kind of intervening tragedy, sometimes you have to just stop. Don't just survive. Stop and think, okay, here I am. What am I going to do next? How did I get here? Is there a better way to go forward? He may have had something like that going on in his life. You know what? Maybe he saw somebody else that was fulfilled. Ah. Do you ever do that? You know, I'm looking around my world and I'm feeling kind of low and then I'll see someone else who looks to me, and I can't know for certain, but it looks like boy, they've got things together, or they seem Mm. content, or they're filled with joy. But that can be a good thing. You don't want to be jealous of anyone, and you can't measure yourself by someone else. But when you see someone else who may be finding life, Mm -hmm. it's a good time to stop and look at your own self, Mm -hmm. ponder. Mm -hmm. How am I living? Why am I living this way? Where am I going? All of that works. You know, as you're listening to us today, you may have a question or a comment you want to share, and we want you to know we're always glad to hear from you. And 24 hours a day and 7 days a week you can pick up the phone and call us toll-free. This is the number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. We're always by the phone. So glad to hear from you. Maybe you just want to talk about how you can stop and reflect about your life. I'll give you the number again at the end of our broadcast, but just now here in the middle, no, we're always glad to hear from you. Well, having stopped to look (laughs) at his life, Kimberly, he made some decisions. Right. When we come back, let's talk about those. We're talking about Psalm 119, especially the 59th verse where the author of the lyric of this great soul music says, you know, I stopped and pondered my life. I I stopped and thought about where I've been traveling and why I've been traveling. I just reflected on my life. And as I did, I made a decision. I'm going to embrace the way of God. I'm going to take the Lord's instructions and his words and make them my signpost as I go forward. And this pivotal moment in his life now has outcomes. So Kimberly, as the person who wrote Psalm 119, has acknowledged this turning point in their life. They thought about their ways. How would you advise someone listening to us today about doing the same thing? Where's a good place to start if you want to use God's way as your lens, the frame of reference for all the other decisions you'll make in life? Where would you start?
1: For us, you know, that's Jesus. And we uh, know Jesus best through the revelation of Jesus in the scripture. And so that's a good starting point for someone who wants to know more about God, look at God through the lens of the life and ministry of Jesus.
0: Absolutely. In fact, the psalmist says, I I took your word. Mm -hmm. And and the scripture also tells us Jesus is the The word word become flesh. It, It is the word of God, and it's the Place to start when you want to know God, when you really want to understand the one who made you, see Jesus. When you see him, you see the Father in heaven. And so start reading about him. And in the Bible, that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Great places to start. The whole of the Bible has great instruction for us. But if you start understanding Jesus, then interpret the rest of the Bible through that lens because he's the exact representation of God in human form. Mm -hmm. So all the rest will start to unfold and fall into place As you look at Jesus, you know, the psalmist finds life in this new decision that he wants to frame his life. He wants to define his life by God's word, his will and way. And that gives a certain moral dimension to his life that changes him up. He sees himself in moral terms then. Mm -hmm. And that really gives life to him because there's a bigger purpose. There's a bigger understanding of what life is about and Mm -hmm. so on. And, you know, would it be fair to say something that he understands it's not so much where he is, but where he's going.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And who he is becoming. I think the thing that you just talked about, you know, Jim, I work with college students. Um, These two ideas, identity and purpose, has become so important for uh, people who are on the way to becoming and who are aware that they're in that process. Really, we're all in that process. And a decision to give yourself over to that and to allow God's law to be your measuring stick, to be your compass, that is reorienting and that is grounding for us.
0: And it focuses on who we're becoming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's really energizing.
1: It focuses on who we're becoming and who we're not
0: becoming, right? You know? That's right. It's, it's, it's both.
1: It's, that, it's, it's what we talked about in a moment. It's that pause. Sometimes in my life, what it looks like, I say, I have to go walk out under the tall trees and I say that because sometimes I just have to stop, I have to get away, I have to get out from the noise, and I have to remind myself that God is God and I am not. And there are things I can't do, and there are things I can't make happen, and there are things that only God could do, and I have to reorient myself to that relationship, to who is in charge, to who's the creator and who's the creature, right?
0: And that the creator has words for us mm. and has a way of communicating to us his word that can help us understand what to do when we come back outside from under the trees, right. when we have to <laughs> reenter the stream of life. He has words. He has instructions. He has commands. And sometimes people run away from that feeling like it's too confining. Actually, it's very liberating because mm. it helps bring order out of the chaos of this very difficult world. Right. Right. There's a famous story that Jesus told, and that's called the story of the prodigal son. Many people know it, but it tells the story of a young man who decides to go on his own way and to abandon his father's way. And he goes out, and he takes his inheritance, and he squanders it all in very foolish ways. And he comes to a point where he's so low, he's, he's so desperate, he has so little hope of going anywhere in the future that he'll be fulfilling or satisfying. The scripture tells us that he came to his senses. It, it's another way of saying he, he stopped and he pondered hmm. and he reflected and he thought, you know what, this doesn't make any sense. If I keep going this way, I am doomed. Hmm. Even if I was just a servant in my father's house, if I just went back home, I'd be better off than this. It's a decision. I'm going to go back and live by my father's way that story and this psalmist, this psalm music is for all of us today. Hmm. And wherever you are in life, whatever your journey, just take a minute with us. Just pause. Just stop. Stop and think about your life. And do you have God's way as the frame that will give you reference points and instruction about how to go forward? That's where life can be found. You can get there You can embrace that way. You can take a step towards God right now and go home into His arms and let Him breathe new life into you. Just join us for a moment in prayer. Our Father, we're so thankful today that you know us, each one by name and exactly where we are. We do thank you for the freedom you've given us to set our own course. But also, Lord, you've given us instructions about how we can maximize our course and and do it in a way that brings life to ourselves and others. And I just pray, Lord, that we'll all just take a a moment and stop and think about who we are, where we've been, and where we might go. Breathe into us, Lord, a call to make your will, your word, your way, our own. And we thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. May lives be changed. May courses be set fresh and new because of a decision made now to embrace your word. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Remember, we're always glad to hear from you. Give us a call. Toll-free, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. We're always by the phone. So glad to hear from you. And Kimberly, if someone didn't want to dial up, they could go online. Where would they find us?
1: You can find us at cbhviewpoint.org. Send us a message, and we'll get right back to you.
0: CBH. That represents Christians broadcasting hope, a kind of acrostic. Mm
1: -hmm. And uh,
0: cbhviewpoint.org, always glad to hear from you online. Or at the last, just send me a letter by surface mail. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us up, go online, or send us a note by post, please let us hear from you this week. Kimberly, thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Thanks for having me. Good talk.
0: And we are so glad to have you alongside. We hope you'll join us again next week as we continue our exploration of soul music. Music for all time and all souls. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, this is Jim Stay tuned.